This is Worst Show Ever. I'm CJ Boyd. I'm here at the home of Melissa and Bernie, uh, who live here in Boise, Idaho. Uh, Melissa Wilson is somebody I've played shows with a whole bunch. We've toured together a little bit. Well, I'm going to do sort of short introductions because there's, there's five of us sitting at a table right now. Um, Bernie, Melissa's partner, Jake Sanders, is here. Uh, actually, so two cellists at the table. You're kind of a cellist too, yeah, Bernie. It's right. honorary cellist. <laughs> I own a cello. Okay, that's good enough. We got a lot of cellos in the room. Um, we're going to start things off with Brittany McConnell, who's um, violinist, violist, and synthesizer player, and other things. Synthesist. And yeah, so we're going to kind of just go around um, and tell tell our stories, I guess. Worst show ever. Worst show ever. How, whatever that means to you. So the first thing that comes to mind, which is probably the best, I imagine, is a show in Italy. Played many years ago, probably five or six years ago now. It was my first time to Italy. I was really excited to go, of course, to Italy. It was like so exotic. And it was Milan, no less. Okay. So the my like inner teenage girl was like imagining fashion magazines and all of this right, right. <laughs> showed up and it was certainly not that there was a lot of dog poop on sidewalks <laughs> <laughs> a lot of oh like, Europe <laughs> yeah. so charming a lot of sort of destitute buildings from the 80s and like interesting much different and uh, we were playing this sort of underground like a s established cool thing which was this huge squat that had been around for a really long time, really established, sort of punk run squat, and I didn't have any idea what that would mean going into this show. And uh, so we arrive, and it's this huge, like warehouse building, and a bunch of out buildings surrounding the property. And um, so the group I'm with, we're playing this smaller, like 500 capacity building that's sort of off in the corner of this property and at the same night that we're playing is a DJ set. Um, no idea who this was, but he was a really big deal. He's playing this huge part of the warehouse, like 3,000 people or more probably. <coughs> sort of, um, yeah, it was a little, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, um, it was a little <coughs> look into what we were doing with our lives as we're like unloading like hundreds of pounds of gear he rolled in with like two rolly bags you know his laptop <laughs> like, <He's> wait. <laughs> and there were all kinds of um very italian sort of parts of this show in that you know this was a pretty cush tour in that um you know, my, the band i was with was opening for a larger band and so we were treated really well they would like give us food when we arrived snack kind of food and then feed us dinner later or give us you know send us to the spot for dinner and right. these kinds of things and I quickly learned that the Italian way is sort of like oh yes the food is here it is yeah. coming but yeah. it will be another hour oh no, oh, no. Uh, you know the food it is here but we just it, it's not quite ready it will be another hour <laughs> so there we are sort of like starving on this like abandoned warehouse property <laughs> so anyway the show goes on in that sort of fashion and um, we have a strange dinner that was great and um, play the show and the show itself was fine it was 
actually. It was kind of fine. It was fun. Everyone was really excited about it. One of the sound guys blew up the PA. <laughs> that was that was a drama of its own. That was sort of getting sorted out in my peripheral of my attention. I didn't really know what was happening with that. Then what did start to happen is that you know the rave starts to get going later towards the evening, um, later on in the evening, and so this warehouse property fills with three thousand plus people right. who are having a really good time. And there is one toilet on the property. Wow. <laughs> so the attendants are out of their minds and pooping all over the gravel property around this warehouse. <laughs> so oh we get done God. playing our show and we're like, okay, you know, normal deals to go load out all your equipment. And we discover that that is not going to happen in the dark, in the gravel that is now completely full of humans. And now the rave started feces. before you guys were done? The rave started before we were okay. done. It was okay. going simultaneously, really. Okay. But sort of ramping up more and more. Gotcha. Our set ended long before they were really in the height of their right. Full. But you didn't load out until probably like the headline band or whatever. It was, it was like later. Yeah. So you right. wait till we wait till the headline. I think we were sharing equipment and such also, and yeah. so we wait till the our show is totally over to go to load out all the equipment and discover the situation that we're in the middle of, <laughs> which was kind God. of horrifying. How, how, I uh, okay. yeah. <laughs> And uh, I think I broke just a little bit, like something inside me was like died. <laughs> so how was this discovered? Did somebody step in shit? You simply walked out the door, and, and you smelled it, it was full, full sensory full experience. Of <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, and um, but kind of dark, so you know, visual is not quite totally there. So you have to be really pretty cautious. Right. <laughs> So oh, the, wow. then the idea is, like, we can't load out anyway because there's thousands of people raving. And so we can't really load and shit, out and in shit. Well, some of those rave drugs, really Let's get rave your shit. System, those, they get your system going in ways you weren't expecting. Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was, that's why I was wondering, like, how many people and who goes to a show, like, really need to take a shit? You know what I mean? Like, stay home. Oh, you're dancing, you're moving, yeah. you know, Damn. maybe I'm home games you, only, know. it's home for me, but... Home games only, for sure. You said overwhelming? Like, it was overwhelming, but, there's but thousands considering of there's thousands and thousands of people, yeah. I mean, not even everyone even there took a shit. Even if it's 1 in 20, <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't have taken a lot. Maybe the, maybe it was like maybe it was like that episode of South Park where somebody played the brown note and they're all like oh, oh, oh and then they all ran outside and they're like oh no there's only one note and they all just shit in the gravel yeah. wow and they regretted it for about five seconds and they're like oh I feel so much and better. completely forgot that it even happened also they're yeah, on a lot of totally drugs so yeah. yeah there's other things to worry yeah. about yeah. So Super we go, gross. we like, we can't load out that night anyway. We can't make it through all of these people and all of their shit to get to the bus. And so we decide, like, or the manager of this situation, who is probably also broken, decides that we leave everything in the building and we go to a hotel just down the street and we come back in the morning when the ravers are done and... Who knows? Maybe there what will else? be less shit. There's at least the possibility Maybe. that there's Maybe less shit. Maybe at least a I don't exactly up. know. Yeah, what the thought process <laughs> was. It's like, we'll be able to see it better. That's, Maybe. that's for that's, sure, right? Yeah. Better better to be able to tiptoe around yeah. good God. feces. Yeah. Than yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, that's not bad enough. But then we like, so we, okay, 
put all our stuff away, grab our personal bags, and uh, head down the street. And there's this long street we're walking down of the parked cars for the ravers. And um, a group of teenagers is in front of us and, like, checking each car door handle. And, like, busting windows. And we're just like, whoa, this is, we just left all our gear back there at this rave. (laughs) Who knows what's about to happen to our... Oh, God. The, the, the nice thing about this is it's the third to last show. Like, we've done our whole tour, essentially. We have that show, we have another Italy show, and we have a Vienna show, and then we're done. It's like, okay. So we stay at the hotel, we come back in the morning, and I'm I'm still pretty broken by this situation. <laughs> I'm still pretty... Yeah. Uh, it's The smell has, has cleared up a little bit, but it's really visible now what exactly been going on all night and it's just really pretty terrible and now it's you know we're in the situation we have to load out all of this heavy equipment through gravel and human shit Uh, and uh so we're sort of like stealing ourselves and like okay like there's just not really anything to do about (laughs) this like we just have to do this somehow (laughs) and then i'm like what the hell is going on i in the distance there's like a cloud happening I was like, well, that's really weird, and it kind of looks like a fire of a building, but it's not that, and it starts to get closer and closer, and um, come to realize as the sound starts to come that this is a street sweeper, and the street (gasps) sweeper is kicking up human feces dust from the street into the air (laughs) all around us. So now we're not only loading out all of our equipment through human feces, but it's just been airborne. airborne. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, we we made it out somehow. I think maybe I did some hiding in the bus while things sort of, the dust settled. Put your head between your knees. There's a, what's Mr. Fahey from? Mr. Leahy. 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 Yeah, there's oh, yeah. there's there's a metaphor in there somewhere about a shit cyclone or a shit tornado. Shit tornado. Oh, shit tornado. Yeah. 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 Yep. You, you yep. guys got hit by a, sh- a shit storm. It was the shit storm. It's not it's ideal. Storm. Well, and I forgot if you said. I love Italy. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> other than the, people the, are other than the children, children of Italians. <laughs> just kidding. Wait, so and I I think I got. Um, distracted because there's so many of us normally I try to give a little bit more introduction and like other like musical projects that you play in it was That's this a band that you didn't want to mention the name of I yeah I'll just keep this one okay. <laughs> this one anonymous it a, it's not a the band shit show because <laughs> um, you were in Pussy Gut uh-huh. and then so then that became or sort of I don't know if it became or if that ended and then Wolf Serpent began. Yeah, right. But Wolf Serpent is the other, that's the project I've actually seen you play in. And then you just did a tour with Wolves in the Throne Room. Right. Um, so I just say this because I try to think as, as a listener, you know, who are these voices? Who are these yeah. things we're hearing just to connect them with something in the world? Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you, if you want, we can come back to. Italy number Italy two. <laughs> but I guess well, you, already, two. you already did number two. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. I'm sorry. So that right there is Melissa Wilson. Uh, I also. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to be clear, who said that? Um, and I already mentioned we we've played together in Curve Choir. 
What's some other stuff you do, Melissa? I know that you. Play. I've actually played with everybody at this table. I was oh, just realizing yeah. that I've played with with Jake shortly with the Cello Collective while that was in existence, and Brittany and I play in college a lot. And once in a while, we'll do like little funny projects together with like uh, Ed Stump, and then Bernie. Well, we live together, and our partner. She so sings and plays guitar, and and. It's better than she thinks. <laughs> it's actually very good. Very good. You're very sweet. Thank good you. Good voice. Good timbre. Very nice. And so, yeah. My, I also have a story from, from Europe, but this it's it's very tame compared to Brittany. I haven't done... A, Brittany's done a lot of touring, haven't you? I've done a lot of touring, especially over the last few years. Yeah, like, ha, like on average, since I've known you for, like, whatever... I, I don't know, is it over oh, 10 like, years? Yeah. Over 10 years, for sure. How, how many tours a year on average? I don't know, because some of them so are much. clumped into a few years, and then we wouldn't tour for a long time. But, yeah. like, last year I toured a bunch. I went to Europe three times in the last year. Right. Um, That's awesome. I've done, like, five Europe tours, three, four full U.S. tours, and a bunch of, like, shorter like two week trips around mm-hmm. one coast or the other of yeah. the US and, um, so I don't know what that works out to in 10 yeah. years I've done like one a year so, so little <laughs> touring I've, I've done a little bit of touring with Thomas Paul and um, CJ of course um, I went on a, a little couple week tour with my friend Nick Jaina in Europe and that really is like a whole different scene in Europe like we did this cool um, circuit where we did mostly just house shows like through Germany and um, a couple shows in Switzerland and one show in France and then or one show in Paris and then everybody it's like playing a chamber concert so like we're three actually I guess you're t- we're all sort of classically trained in a way right because you did that I'm in not. college I'm not. no okay so like Brittany and Jake and I are all officially classically trained. J- they, Bernie did some stuff they in tried like to train Manhattan me. School of Music. <laughs> so did. it's like playing in a chamber concert, it's like there's an etiquette, everybody's very quiet <coughs> and attentive, and um, there's everybody knows when to clap and when not to clap, and, and um, it's a whole different thing. And that's what it was like playing these house shows in um, Europe, for me, anyways, where everybody was very quiet. Nick was playing guitar, and I was playing cello, That actually a cello that Jake loaned me, that electric five-string, which was super cool. And he was doing this book tour, too, so he would be reciting um, verses from his book. And we'd be, we would just, we would get done playing a song, and it, it would just be very quiet. And we're like, <laughs> the first few shows were like, do they hate us? Because it's so quiet. Because, you know, in the States, immediately, as soon as they realize, like, oh, I think the song's over, they just start clapping immediately, right? right? But there, it was like, they wait until the last sound decays. And yeah. then they're like, now the song's officially over. And then they all start clapping. And very attentive audience. So it freaked us out at first. And then we're like, then we got used to it. And then we get to this show, this place in Brussels. And it's this cool, high-rise building and it overlooks the whole city, and, and we're playing in their living room. It's like a, it's like a small one-bedroom apartment, but it's this cool building, and the living room is this big picture window that just looks over the entire city, 
and it's amazing and it this building is probably like 30 stories tall or something crazy like that and we're we're on like floor 25 like we're really high up and we're just like oh this is gonna be really cool and the gal that owns the space she doesn't really speak english very well and she's got this little dog that's it's a puppy and it's just like <laughs> like <laughs> barking and very excited and of course i'm very excited about the puppy um because i was having some really bad anxiety that day and i was totally shut down so i just wanted to play with this puppy because it made me happy <laughs> and and um and you know people start coming in and and my anxiety just keeps getting control of me and i'm kind of in tunnel vision mode and i'm just trying to kind of get through the night and i'm and we're playing and <laughs> this puppy is barking and barking and barking and then there's this other person competing with this puppy this lady in the very back of the room that is just talking incessantly so loud she's literally the only person in the room talking in <laughs> german no, in, in Brussels, in Brusselies, in French, French. Okay, French. in French, yeah. Brusselies, Brussel and it's just so <laughs> loud. Okay. She was speaking French, and okay. it was like, I'm kind of like, what is happening right now? And now, I'm is looking this a little at, ways into the tour, so like you'd already really adjusted. We've to I'd adjusted to polite. the the very polite yeah. scene. Like we'd already been to Paris too, which was a whole other like fun adventure. But it was like. I was like, okay, I, I'm prepared for people to be mean to be in Paris. But everybody was so nice. Yeah, yeah. And that was a place where there was the least amount of English-speaking people. And I'm trying to hack my way through my high school French and right. whatever the year I did in college. And I'm like, oh, I don't even know past tense. I'm sorry. Ça va? Oui, ça va. <laughs> Thumbs up. Like, that's all you got. <laughs> but everybody was super, super nice. Um, <laughs> this lady is just not... Starting talking, and these are very quiet, sensitive songs, yeah. lyrically driven. And he writes, Nick writes really beautiful melodies. And um, <laughs> I'm just kind of like looking at Nick, and I can see Nick is just like his lips are getting smaller and smaller because he's <laughs> starting to get really pissed off. And I'm just like, oh, I'm just gonna keep trying to play cello, and it's gonna be fine. And and then the, the very last song, like, this dog's still barking. The dog's barking, the lady's talking, and then you look at the people, and nobody's like, hey, no one's tapping on their shoulder, like, shut up. Like, nobody's doing that. And we're just kind of, like, looking up, like, this is some weird experiment. Right. And she's, then we she's the poet that you didn't know you were playing exactly. with. Exactly. You know, she's saying this, like, beautiful this, things this, this whole this, time. This, like, Cajun experience. Right. Like, <laughs> so, I love these guys. They're amazing. Oh, my God. They're so great. It's <laughs> totally not what she was saying. And then, the, and then we, we get around to, like, he's like, oh, I've got one more song to play and blah, blah, blah. And then we play the song and, and it's this, this long decay and this lady literally just blows her nose <laughs> at the end of the and I just and then the puppy's just like bark 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 and I look it up and Nick's face is just like bright red and I'm just like this 
totally made my night. Like, I was so anxious, and now this is so ludicrous and hilarious. Okay. <laughs> it was so funny. So that was like that, that was that. I don't have a lot of bad, horrifying. Don't worry. You'll just shit. keep going. They'll keep coming. <laughs> I've got. I mean, I've got a lot of stories from orchestra world, but I can't. I still work for that orchestra, so I can't stories <laughs> i'm always amazed when you mentioned the the like no one is no one is saying it. that's the thing that blows my mind because mm-hmm. i yeah. plenty i've been i can't even count how many house shows where there's like one or two people who oh, are usually yeah. just drunk and oblivious right. where they're just i mean like, I just, nobody says like this I week i played a show at the vfw in missoula and nice. the whole oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there weren't a ton of people there but everybody else there was attentive into it there's just these two drunk dudes standing in the back talking yammering away loudly <laughs> where i can hear every no single thing they're on. saying yeah. and i and i usually in that situation try to just like just go inside you know become internal <laughs> try to block it out but it was i think the expectations that's what i was laughing about with your story because expectations go a long way where you if you go into a place assuming that people are not going to be paying attention it's much easier to be like, this is fine. Right. This is totally okay. Like whatever. Yeah. I am background music in this situation. I've played at like bars and breweries and things where you're like, you're here to just provide a thing in the background and nobody really cares. And that if you go into it with that idea, it's fine. You right. either, I mean, if you don't want to do it, then don't do it. But you know going into it, that's what it is. So just don't sign up for it if you don't want to do mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But in situations where you've been led to believe that it's... Right. But it's otherwise. Yeah. And you're, you're like, no, like, this is a house show. I'm it's a little intimate music for these thing. people. People are going to listen, and then like people have been listening, and then when one person doesn't get the memo, sometimes it's a young person, and I feel like, okay, is it This teachable? lady was like 50. I, I get it. Not, which not, was it's baffling. Like I was like, illness. it's not just sure. some young, stupid kid. She was some 50-year-old lady. She's I was right. like, better known better. she should have better known better. And that's what I'm I saying. Think it's very yeah. funny. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I think that happens on other levels, too. A similar thing, like, happens... So I played a lot of, like, not, like, the opposite of that. These are really loud rock right, right. shows, yeah. right? But there is still an element of, like, the one guy or the two guys who yeah. are, like, not on the same page and they're doing something really inappropriate. Like, I've witnessed, you know, like, a guy molest the band. Like, literally, like, you right. know, touching someone. <laughs> like, molesting Don't the band. Me. And no one is, like, stepping in. Like, the audience is not, everyone is just stunned by what's happening right, they right, can't right. believe what's happening and then the band jumps in to do something and everyone is like no no no, no don't don't <laughs> like they like stop the band from you kick, you kick. stopping the guy Sometimes from the molesting guy from the them <laughs> yeah and you're like you're like you don't understand but <laughs> we're not the perpetrators here <laughs> right. you know oh, it's man. a funny thing that can happen where just someone is doesn't get the memo like you said like memo not received i actually yelled at these guys which i almost (laughs) never do i've only done that a couple times in my whole life but i'm in the middle of a song and it's this transition where it was this big loud thing where you could hear them but it wasn't as bad and then it transitioned it's like faded it was going to be this pretty thing and i was trying to get it in my head to sing there's like some lyrics for this part and i was like i cannot concentrate I'm just stuck in a loop of listening to everything that they're saying. Right, and the I'm deep just, I'm sort of just like 
playing the same thing, trying to make the transition, is like, I can't concentrate enough to do this. And at first I like look up and I was like, you guys, you guys, just, you know, like give them, give them the like, can you cut it out? And they're the so subtle message. The right. subtle they're so message. oblivious. They're not hearing any. Everyone else in the room is like, "Oh, he broke the fourth wall and is interacting uh, right. with the crowd now." Like, That's not normal. Is this? This is not good. I was but, hoping you would. You were gonna say something like, "So then, what happened?" Yeah. Well, no. I, that's the, thing. the thing that really Shut got me. Up. She didn't know. <laughs> no I totally. What a bitch. The guy I was talking about his dad. We didn't call a bitch, but he, there was a part where he started talking about some song and then he's like air guitaring and singing <laughs> the song, like the guitar part. <laughs> right. So you even know the topic of their conversation. Yeah, yeah. that's how much that's they were talking about. You hear me. Everything was saying. And he knows what they were talking when about. When it was just words, it was bad enough, but then he's like, yeah, and that part's like, we did a and it kept going. He didn't just like they do a little it. riff. They did. He a was bad doing thing. it. And I was, and that's where I was like, "You guys, can you shut up?" I mean, it, I tried subtle. At first, I just kept making eye contact. Sometimes right. you can just, if you're playing and you look up and you look right into somebody's eyes and they yeah. see you, right. and you can kind of like do and a nod the, to the head, you like, do the nod. like, yes, we, you we see what I'm doing and see what you're doing. You see how those are not compatible, <laughs> and that's fine. And sometimes you're like, "Oh, I'm that guy right now. I, I like, should shut oh, up." Yeah. These guys were way beyond that. Oh, they yeah. they, 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 like that. they needed a full on. Can you guys please shut up? Much louder than anything else that was happening <laughs> in the room, so that they could hear it. But yeah, um, oh, this dude. lady who was fifty something years old. Do you think she was drunk? No, I don't. Maybe maybe she's, she's been f- drinking all day. I have no idea. <laughs> she was extremely French. But she, she, <laughs> I have no idea. I just. <laughs> I just remember being like, this is so surreal compared to all of the other shows we played. And then and even with all of the shows in the States, like there's never a room where it's completely silent. Well, sorry, not never, but it's rarely that there's a room where it's completely silent and then there's just one person yammering away. Yeah. And, and the she person talking she talking to someone else? She, she was just... talking to somebody else, but the other person would be like, how about like right. she would be like <laughs> I've, done that. I've done that to people who are being too loud and yeah. you think they're gonna get oh he's That's talking the best silently. thing you can do. I will too, right? <laughs> no, it, it, it's like they don't they don't get the memo. She was drinking white wine. I remember <clears throat> seeing her drinking white wine. Um yeah, well, I don't I, know. I, I don't... You were, like, part of her performance art at that point or I, something. I, yeah, <laughs> that's what I was just thinking about CJ singing. I was just like, what if they're doing some, like, weird comedy bit where they're, like, they're going to go to this show and they're just going like to pretend that they... Yeah. <laughs> pretend that they don't she know what's going on. She was reading The Great on. Gatsby in French. And they're like... Yeah. <laughs> she was... Yeah, that's exactly... That's I, exactly one time ever, I shushed someone, Lance Palmer, and... <laughs> He attacked me when I came off stage. <laughs> and I ducked, I ducked, so his fist only grazed my head, but I had a big red mark on my forehead. I mean, this is someone you were playing music with? Or? No, he was in the audience. He was and a friend of yours. No, he was a... a he was playing before me, and everyone was ignoring him, and I was the only one clapping. I'm like, come on, people! And then I got up there, and he was, he was talking, and it was a big PA... And so he was talking over the music right in the front in this giant club in L.A. And I was like staring at him like 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 you were saying the same yeah. thing. And finally I'm like, hey, I'm like, yeah, I said, yeah, I said some stupid things. 
And uh, <laughs> so you he, didn't just say shh. No, he was you like, said he was like, more. where are you from? He was from Georgia. His name's Lance Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, Bernie leaned in. He's like, yeah, I'm I'm named Memes. And uh, he was like, where are you from? You're probably one of these California blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm from Earth. And and I was like, I was like, I was mugging. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peace. And And then by the end of the set, he was just like, nothing. And I was like, He's angry, and then and then sure enough, I came off stage, and I was gonna be like, man, I was clapping for you, but, but, but there was no words. He just came this first. Man, wow, that's never happened to me. I actually I tried like, to write a song. It was like Lance Palmer tried to punch me. It's like a country song, but it never. That's got. a pop country song if I ever. Heard Brittany, one. when you were talking, Lance Palmer. <laughs> Lance Palmer. Lance Palmer. Just for the record, definitely. Sounds Lance like Palmer. one of those drinks, right? Sounds like a jerk. <laughs> Lance Palmer. Well, and he wasn't very good. Palmer. He was barely piecing together oh, G, C, and now D. Now it comes out. Oh. Yeah, fuck that Bishmeared. guy. <laughs> when you were talking about Bishmeared. When you were talking about when it's a louder show, it made me think of. Uh, oh, I wasn't playing this show, but I had a night off one time. I was somewhere in Switzerland. I was in Zurich, and I had a night off, and the people that uh, we were staying with uh, had tickets to a Mogwai show. And they're like, hey, we're going to see Mogwai. And I was like, yeah, I would love to go see Mogwai. Let's go to see Mogwai. You're like, okay, I guess. And I remember it was that kind of situation where it's like, I was being very quiet, most people were being quiet, but some people were being loud, and I was trying to assess, like, if this was a quiet show, I would shush people. I would shush the fuck out of people if this was like, I don't know, something, you know, something acoustic or whatever. But it's it's like, well, there's pretty parts that are quiet and then there's really loud parts. And like, I kept thinking, there was one guy in particular that was so loud, just fucking, he was oblivious and just like shouting. Well, because if it's a louder show, then they have to shout that much louder. But they're shouting to the quiet, pretty parts. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. but when you're not drunk, you can adjust your volume (laughs) to what's happening. But when you are drunk, that doesn't always happen. But I remember I was I had just decided it was my problem and I needed to just get over it. And then I forget his name, but the the bald guitarist in that band, he had just started a song that had this pretty sort of guitar intro, and I remember him going like, "Would you shut the fuck up? We're trying to play a song." Yeah. <laughs> and, and I was like, "That was vindication." I was like, "Fuck yes!" If Mogwai says shut the fuck up, I'm gonna be there. Fucking like I'm in their army. I'm willing to shut people up. And so then, like, people did get quiet, and that's where it got worse, because then people got really quiet, and then this one completely loud asshole became that guy. And I I kept trying to, like... Mad dog him and tr- but he wasn't he wasn't seeing. Wait, me. what is that? Mad dog like Mad dog? give him the eyeballs? Yeah, yeah the evil okay. eye, stink right. eye, stink eye, the evil eye. Yeah. So I was trying, but he wasn't having it. He wasn't really noticing me at all. So I, I threw a penny <laughs> at him. You threw, I'm sorry, you threw a what? A penny. Wait, did, oh, you, yeah, yeah. did you throw it? Or I did flicked you, it. Or you, you flicked it. it. That's oh, a, exactly. There's a difference. Go, okay, down the flicked. elbow. I'm, I'm yeah. familiar with how yeah, yeah, yeah. I could tell. He's like, yeah, yeah. I didn't flick him hard. Just like to be clear, because he no. was he was probably like twenty feet away, and I wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't aimed to like hurt him. It was to like get his attention. And then when he, you know, he felt it, and he looked up, and I was like, "Shut up!" <laughs> and I put my finger over my mouth, and I gave him the shush, and he saw me, and Uh-oh. right after it, I was like, 
that guy's gonna kick my ass. <laughs> this is something I did not I think run. through. He didn't end up kicking my ass. It was totally fine. For I think he was drunk enough that he just he forgot by the end of the show. Oh yeah. But that's what I'm hoping. I mean, that's what I'm. That's assuming. your biggest uh, ally in that situation, <laughs> right? Yeah. But I thought it was gonna be. I'm. I mean, you actually got attacked by this guy. That's never happened to me. By Lance I'm pretty Palmer. sure it's by not Lance the first Palmer. or the last time he was attacked by somebody. It <laughs> was the only time. And oh, it was really? the only time I ever shushed anybody. Oh, wow. Playing. It's the only time I ever shushed people. Yeah. Because usually I'm like, oh, this is happening. But if also, you shushed the it. other performer, which is kind of worse, but also way worse for him. And yeah. everyone was way talking when he was playing, and, and I was clapping. I was like, come on, people. Like, like little respect. Like, clap. The, the song ended. There's 40 people here not clapping. But it was a it's shitty just, song. I mean, well, it's it's it was okay. It was, it was not. It was not. Your attention. I, I, man, if I'm anywhere and anybody finishes a song, it's like, come on, just do it. Come on. <laughs> just, okay. it's awkward otherwise. Sure. I have mixed feelings about this. I appreciate, in general, I think we should show our fellow musicians it's a love weird and support. Thing. But I do think, and I'm especially thinking in my in my line of work, I play with a lot of noise folks. And a lot of people who are sometimes doing intentionally abrasive, intentionally antagonistic music. Yeah. yeah. And I do think that we, as a culture, if you really hate something, you should maybe... I'm not saying you have to let the person you know that you hate it, but maybe you shouldn't encourage You don't have them. to clap. Don't encourage yeah. it. No, I agree I, with and, that. And I don't think it only applies to noise. I think that, that, that maybe there's some value that we've kind of lost as a, like as far as at least DIY music culture of just not encouraging things that are shitty well, and maybe somebody well, else loves it and I you hate it, it. But, well, but if the you other hate thing it is, like, don't encourage don't it encourage just, at least that's some feedback for a performer it's fair it's just, oh those people hated us like, there's this other phenomenon there's this other phenomenon of like it doesn't rock unless it makes your ears bleed right. kind of a thing right. makes me think of that show there was like a garage that we played in where were we and it was on our tour yeah we played in a garage I remember we went to the there it was one of the first places we went to and we went to a house that scared me with those <laughs> Wait, no, no, I'm thinking I'm And it was like yeah. a garage. After 10 years, Your like, which buddy one? set it up at this garage, <laughs> and there was these really young kids that opened it, and there was like no one there. Like they didn't promote it at all, and it was so. Was it so... Bellingham? No. I'm trying to think, because we've only toured in the Northwest, so I'm like, right. what places in Idaho, I... Washington, or Oregon could it be? I think it was. I feel like it was in Washington. And we stopped at that crazy house, and you took a shower. It was a filthy fucking house. It was so <laughs> gross, and there was two kids there, and they were trying to figure out how to explode a CO2 cartridge into a balloon so they could take the whippet hit. Whoa. It was so bonkers. I was you sitting there on this back patio the with plastic. these guys, and they were trying to burst it with a pen, and I was like... Wait, this wasn't in Moscow, was it? No. I remember playing a good Moscow, sh- that weird attic show. That with was you. a weird attic show with I played all those another, sweet old hippies. They were, they were super oh. sweet. You're the one who I told played me about Bach. I Jake, played Jake Bach's cello, first cello suite for them. Because we had like two hours 
They didn't and have it any was locals. so hot. It was so fucking hot. And it was hot. in an attic. It was so oh fucking hot. And there was like was 10 insane. very sweet 60, like 70 year old people that came. And I was like, oh my God, they're so sweet. They and then we went sweet. and had that great breakfast at that house at that oh, beautiful guy, door. That, oh, they did have This was not the worst gig ever. No, no, no. It was not the worst gig I played We've another done, house yeah, show none in Moscow. None of these sweet shows. Yeah. We'll so talk about this. No, I'm trying this to think isn't allowed. He said, I took a shower and the house was filthy. I remember being concerned that this was the house that we were going to stay at. And I was like, no, I, I'm going to sleep under the van. There. Like, I'm not fucking sleeping here. Like, because it was so Jumping. dirty. That was on that same tour, though. Was doing it was the constant. first tour we went on. So the same together. one as that, that Moscow show with the attic. Was That's that the one. first year, the Moscow show? I think so. I don't remember. Um, but it was more toward the beginning. Oh, wait. Spokane. No, I was remembering another. That was not Spokane. I do no, but I do know a guy in Spokane who, at least at the time, had an incredibly filthy house. But it wasn't that house. I know a lot of those guys. I know a lot of those people. They're my friends. I was like, CJ and I are snugs that night. We are sleeping in the van. I am not. I am not sleeping in the house. It was. I was like, no, where that, where that would have been. It was such not, a filthy house. They I've had ever, cats. The only place we've ever played in oh. Coeur d'Alene was that coffee shop. Oh, yeah, that was great at Noah's yeah. place. Yeah, yeah, no, that was a great um, one. And that was the last one we went on. Oh, right. That was, that was with... Oh, Noah Coleman. It might have yeah. been... In, yeah, it might have been in California. Because the first oh. time we went... so But we stopped oh. in Chico first. Wait, okay, I just realized we met in California the first time we toured. Okay, that changes things. So it's probably like Davis? Um, That's right. So, wow, I don't remember any of that. That's what's funny about talking to people about terrible shows that I've been involved in. Your buddy was really nice at arranging it, and he's like, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm sorry. Because he knew it sucked. And he actually gave us a little bit of money so we could get some food. We went and ate kangaroo at that place up the street. You got a oh, kangaroo burger. Murder burger. Murder burger. Murder, oh, yes. It's called Red Rum Burger. Yes. Oh, it was yeah. that town. Was that yeah, Davis? Yeah, Davis. Okay. Davis. We, we did okay, it. Okay, the, we can continue on. Was the big on. warehouse space, was it, it was um, Third Space. Third Space. Yeah, I love that place. It yeah. was a horrible show. Yeah, I think it was, but uh, <laughs> the place is great. I think I played uh, a horrible David. It was great. They were really Sally. nice. It was horrible, and, but it wasn't oh, the worst. The person who the probably worst. gave us money would have been. He gave us all of the, the door, guy. which is like what fourteen dollars. But then he was gave it us a some show of his where there was too. like a like a teenage band. That yes, was, yes, I remember this. Show. It was so <laughs> loud, and I was like, yeah. I am too old for this shit. It was like one of those moments where I was just like... I remember sitting on the couch. I am having a moment of realizing I'm a fucking adult right now. (laughs) Yeah. And this is unacceptable. It's too loud. And I had forgotten my good earplugs and and I, I, I brought some crappy whatever foam heroes or whatever and I was like, oh, thank God. I was so happy to have those earplugs. Yeah. Because it was so loud. Tra- oh, now I remember the house where hot. I took a shower. That place was filthy. That well, was maybe it was a weird friend- experience. So Evan was of- the guy that you're talking about who yeah. gave us money. I'm, sh- I'm pretty He's sure about very it. very sweet. Evan and Sally are the sweetest. They, yeah. they actually now live in 
West Sacramento have this awesome little house, but I remember at that time, I think Evan was about to move into that house. I later played that same, I played that house uh-huh. like last year and they have a bomb shelter in their backyard <laughs> and I played in the bomb, bomb shelter. shelter. I played in the bomb shelter. It was Oh my awesome. God. But it was I did like, not oh. see the bomb shelter. No, I remember no. sitting in the sunroom in the back. Yeah, I remember that. And there was those two people trying to figure out how to get a whippet hit okay. into a that balloon. That was probably all happening while I was in the shower. Yes, okay. it was. The, the and I was like, I, I was like, I'm totally experiencing this right now, and it's it's hilarious. And like, also, oh, I should probably be a little worried because, <laughs> like, I, they really want if they really want the whippet hit, just like go to the store and buy some fucking whipped cream and just. Like want to spend the dollar ninety nine? I'm just like I was just like you're gonna explode this tiny little piece of metal and get shrapnel all over no, us. No, it will freeze your lungs. How people die. Well, but they were gonna try and put it into. Bernie knows, of course. Yeah. <laughs> freezes your lungs. Reason why people die from the limited it freezes your lungs. That's how you do. But they're trying to get it into. A, I was like, I don't think this is gonna doing work, you guys. Yeah, they were doing. It. If Bernie had been there, he could have showed them. You need to buy the fancy William Sonoma whipped cream guys. This is how you do it without killing yourself. He knows it. Anyways, that was a long tangent. I'm sorry. Okay. That was a couple tangents. Yeah. Bernie, was that the story that you were going to tell? About no, absolutely not. Absolutely. Okay, I have I so, so many. Not Before I tell my story, okay. I will say the worst gig ever is every gig I played with people that I don't like, but I did it anyway because okay. I thought it was a good idea for the money or for the whatever. And it's always a bad idea. And I'll play any crappy gig with people I love because it's always worth it. Mm-hmm. So that's that's part of the story. So I was in this band. We we were we had branched off this other band that had people I didn't like in it. And the drummer was still in that band, but he was now we were starting this new band. And so Wait, wait, I don't know if I followed that. You were in one band. So we were all there in one band. People you didn't like. Then I, yeah, and I quit. And then the drummer, he hadn't quite quit yet, but he was. We were starting our new band. Okay. And it, we had this good-paying gig in Saratoga, New York. And so the old band had this gig, but they knew he was leaving the band, so they had a new drummer. And we had this recorded argument on office phones where they had recorded, and they played it back to me and. And he was like, I'm doing that gig. I need the money. And they were like, you're out of the band. We're doing it without you. We got new drummers. He's like, if that drummer shows up uh, in Saratoga, you tell him to bring his boxing gloves because we're gonna, I'm going to smash him in his face and throw his drums out on blah, blah, blah street or whatever. Why isn't he bring boxing gloves? Because they were going to fight. No, I get it. Metaphorically it was, speaking, it was like, yeah, not real. And it was gloves. better. It sounded better if I knew this name of the street, but I've since forgotten. So, <laughs> but the it's one the band, days, the band so the old band, the one who had the they gig. had the gig, and he was like, "I'm doing the gig," and they're like, "No, we replaced you," and he was like, "I'm doing that gig," and they they were like, "Fine, screw you, we're not doing it." And okay. so he calls me. Oh, so he got the gig. He got the gig, oh. and now he's a drummer with no band. And he calls me. <laughs> and I'm in Long Island. I'm three hours east of New York and in where Long Island. Where is the band based? New Jersey. New Jersey. Where right. I'm from. And so Saratoga's where the gig was? Saratoga's three hours north upstate New York. Right. And so he calls me, and I'm with my girlfriend, and we're three hours out 
Long Island, and this is a terrible thing. And apologies, Joanna. <laughs> and he's like, "You got to come do this gig." And I'm just like, I, "What?" Wait, did you just make it clear that you were vacationing with yes. your girlfriend? Yes. Okay. And and he's like, and, but I was like, "Solidarity, the new band. I have oh, to. I, I gotta be the. I gotta come through." So I was like, "Sorry, baby," <laughs> and she was, <laughs> and she was, and she was angry. Yeah, I left an angry girl behind, and I drove all the way back to Jersey. And the and the bass player was like, "No, I'm not doing it. Screw you guys." Bass player from that band? No, from our band, our new band. It was a new band. He was like, okay. "No." And so we got this other guy who was like a friend of ours. I know. He was a friend of ours who knew all the songs and he played I mean, bass. Pretty much anybody can play bass. Exactly. So, well, ah, come on. Ah, Don't sell bass. yourself short, <laughs> CJ. I mean, you just needed somebody so, with a couple of hands. And so, I, so I'm, before I even leave, so we're talking about a six-hour drive with a stop for gear. I'm already late before I even go, so I'm speeding. And we go, and, and I meet up with the with, with the other guy, and, and uh, we grab the equipment, and we drive up to, to Saratoga Springs. And we, uh, I remember we, we got a six-pack of beer, and we're just drinking at the wheel. And we were on the last two beers. <laughs> we're on the last two beers, and we got, I get pulled over for speeding on the New York throughway and we put like a jacket over the six pack with the two still foals in there gave me a ticket didn't think i was drunk i wasn't I had two and a half beers and so but i was speeding so we drunk finally get there so we show up at the gig we get there it's icos in saratoga springs and we get there we're loading in the gear and it's like eric's like where's the hardware bag that i told you to get and i'm like the drummer. oh, he's oh the drummer. i like i like how he, he just I, he had he asked me to get. You under the bus, no, he right had right asked right. me to make sure you grab this hardware bag. He's already up there, and I'm like, oh, I didn't get it. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm loading the gear, and I'm like, my guitar, I didn't, I, I forgot it. I was in such a rush and a panic, I forgot my guitar. <laughs> no, I was. This was way. I had <laughs> nothing to do with the beers. No, I had forgot. I forgot my guitar hours way before. before I was. Drunk. It was so just not even. So. So we got we the, the, a bouncer at a club around the corner that the guy at this bar knew, who was an ex-military guy, and he was like, he has a guitar, he'll loan it to you, and it was like a heavy metal guitar, like it was like a Kramer or a PV with like the Floyd Rose, you know, uh, nut guard, whatever you, you call it, but it was like a metal guitar. It was not my style guitar, but it was better than nothing. And then, but then the and then the, so there was no mic stands, and we I remember I had a microphone. There on the stage there was posts, and we had duct taped the mic to the post, and I'm singing into a post. And Steve and we had the mic. The drummer sang, so we had a mic, and and his. And one of the other mic stand was just a drum stand with duct tape and a mic attached to it. And and I remember we're doing a song and, and the drummer didn't know the words to sing back up and, and Steve the bass player knew the words and but he loves the song, he wants to sing along, but Eric's mic is at drummer sitting level, so he's just hunched over saying, I think I'll roll <laughs> can another see number four. <laughs> And, um, quite a dance right now that you, you and it was it just on. it was and it was brutal and um and and it was supposed to be this big weekend because Saratoga has like the races at the end of August and so it was going to be packed but it was actually like we were a week off and the town was dead and there was nobody there it just didn't even matter and um and it was a shame 
But I still, it wasn't as bad because I still, those were, those are my. Because you like those guys. Those, I like those guys. And so the hang was good. And, and that's all that matters. Make and I've played great gigs with people that I don't like very much. And it's never worth it. That just made me think, though, of so many shows where there's not a mic stand. I, this is also happening more in Europe than Oh, you States. can make one if you have to. Well, I guess here I take <laughs> I for granted because like, I've got a van and I have a mic stand in it. And if I go to a place that doesn't have one, I have one. But if you're traveling on a train, like I tend to do in Europe, and it's like, well, I'm not going to bring a mic stand to every gig. Yeah. Generally, places will have them. But I've definitely made some out of lamps. If you've got those like lamps where it sort of bends over yeah. at the top, and you just that's sort of a tape, handy mic tape, stand. Take one up. That's that's ideal. I mean, compared to that's you said, well, I'm compar- I mean, not as ideal as an actual mic stand. But you mentioned like a broom. Any, I guess for me, I want a boom. Like I, I kind of want a boom stand. Yeah. Or something yeah. That can act like a bend, a uh, boom stand. You get, you get some room in there. But just a broomstick is that's rough. I've definitely. You want a boom stand, not a broom stand. There you go. <laughs> It's like Letterman on Sesame Street. <laughs> he took the R and turned the boom stand into a broom Letterman. Letterman. He was able to jump over a capital letter in a single bound. <laughs> you guys, none of you guys were alive in the 70s. Give me a break. <laughs> But I, it also made me think of times I've played places where there's rafters and you have to like throw a mic over the rafter over and just lower it. And but then, then you have to you got to so really it be if it's an omnidirectional right you got to get right under that. Yeah, yeah. unidirectional. Unidirectional right. is difficult. But yeah, you've done it. Done it when necessary. Sing sing upward as best you can. Yeah, makeshift. All right, Jake, beat that. All right. <laughs> 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 Impression, Jake. All right, Chella, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. He's listening to your so, stories. And I, so, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of introduction, because um, Jake plays with 208 Ensemble. This guy That's is it. a cello master. Oh, thank you. Uh, Very nice. Jake has played with me in Curve Choir. Yeah. Um, Hope it happens again, by the way. It's not happening this year in Tree Fort, unfortunately. I dropped it's it. It's always so fun. Okay. I know. Okay. I really, I really screwed up. Um, Keith was super bummed today. Well, we talked about it a little while Aww. ago. He was so sad. Bass clarinet. Yeah. Oh, he's good. Um, we met up today oh, earlier, and um, he was like, "Yeah, I just, I look forward to it all year." And I'm like, "I'm sorry. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. Oh, no. I got so distracted. I got so, but so, um, 208 Ensemble Boise Cello Collective." That's yeah, mm-hmm. Symphony Tacoma. Who else do right. I play with? Other bands at Tisper. I play with Tisper. Right, right. <clears throat> so I was I was invited to play with Utah Symphony, and a couple of ideas behind that. First of all, I'm not a member of the Symphony. I'm not even on their sub list, so I'm like a guest substitute. So that means when they don't have anybody else in Salt Lake City or in the area, they're scrambling. They're scrambling. They'll call me. Um, every once in a while. It's really irregular. The sub-sub list. Yeah, exactly. And so that means that if they have a show, a cycle starting on Monday, I'll get a call maybe Saturday night sometimes. Mm-hmm. Hey, can you be here Monday morning? And so that was what happened this one time. And it's just like, can you really quickly be here? And they're, the piece that they're playing this week is uh, a symphony by Mahler. Mahler oh. 8 Symphony. Oh. Okay. And um, if you don't know anything about this piece, first of all, it's 90 minutes long. This is epic like piece of music. Do. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's not particularly 
it's not easy going. It's emotionally it's involved. Fine. It's physically involved. There's, there's just a, Mahler. It's just Mahler, right? There's just, there's just a lot going on. I've never played it before. It's the first experience. That's and the I, part that blows my mind is that you get a call two days before playing this huge thing. and I mean, It's not uncommon. My okay. man can read. Well, I mean, I know. You can read, yeah. You're right. It's not particular. It's, it, it happens. It's not, the, it's not unheard of, but... It's not ideal. It's a, it's a stretch for everybody yeah. involved. Yeah. And so the other thing that I'm thinking is that every time that I go down there, I want to make the best impression possible because I'm this guest sub or whatever, and I just want to sound like really good every single time and be prepared right. and do my best stuff. And yeah. so that's okay. I know that the first rehearsal is going to suck. Like I'm just going to be just struggling through it and just learning. And so anyway, that happened. You know, first rehearsal was terrible. It's no big deal. Go home and... Um, just get right to work. I'm working really hard, just like detailed work, just like learning all the notes and learning it really well. And, um, Do they get you a homestay? So I was staying with my friend Rainer, who's the, the principal of that cello section. So he's a principal of cellos, and that's oh, sort of okay. my connection there. That was your homestay. And basically. early on in the week, um, he gets sick um, with this really quick, maybe it's food poisoning, maybe it's like a 24-hour flu or something like that. But um, that was like the first day that I'm there. And I'm thinking maybe he caught it earlier than I was. I don't know. Who knows when he caught that or something. Um, but I'm, I'm, I don't even think about it. I'm like, I'm sorry, Rainer. Like, I'm sorry this is happening to you. Like, he had to miss rehearsal. But I was like, you know, it's fine. No big deal. Um, sorry I, you're dying, but I've got to learn Mahler. Yeah. So I'm going to be fine. Like, if you need me to make you tea, I'll come make you tea. But otherwise, I'm going to be over here practicing. But two minutes max. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I'm, I'm very much like, yeah. you know, just focused on what I need to do for that week. And um, I was really proud of myself because in a couple of days I learned all the notes. I was feeling like the rehearsals were going well and I was confident and sounding good. And, you know, people sitting around me were happy. Everything, everything was working. And uh, we were preparing for our first concert on Friday and we had a dress rehearsal on Thursday night. And I was hanging out with Rainer at his house and um, we're playing video games and drinking and stuff. And at a certain point I started feeling a little weird. And I'm like all right, maybe I should cool it on the beer. Maybe it's been a little bit too much, or maybe I should drink some water and even this out. And it just kind of keeps escalating. I step outside to catch my breath or something like that. I'm just like, well, maybe I'm, this is weird. Maybe it's like a little bit higher altitude in Salt Lake, or I don't know what. Um, but pretty quickly I realize it's not that at all. And so proceed to spend the rest of the night in the bathroom just... Oh man! I guess you're oh, you can all it's just like firing on all ends. Yeah, you know, it's just like you can like piece it together. In that situation. And it's it's just the whole night. It's the whole night that my body is erupting. I'll just use that word. It's just like sure. <laughs> yeah, right right around eight a.m. maybe nine a.m. in the morning. My I stabilize a little bit. Like I'm oh. at least cohesive and dry <laughs> and so yeah. I'm, I'm able to go to bed and there's no way I'm sleeping because I'm just like shaking you know you've I'm sure you've had a, a cold like that or something where or like yeah. a sickness where you're just like physically traumatized and I, I just lay in this in bed all day and all right it's uh it's about 6 30 p.m it's time to get up it's time to put on that tuxedo wash yourself um get your head in the game we're going to go play Mahler 8 with Utah Symphony, and I guess the other detail is that this is a oh, this God. is a this is a pretty big orchestra. I mean, it's a major orchestra, and oh. um, they big audiences and stuff like that. And I don't know, that's the other detail. And and so I get that I'm I'm just able to to do it. I put myself in the car, and I'm just like in the moment. I mean, 
you know, one moment after the next. It's like, okay, find the car, that's good. Okay, get my child out of the car, that's good. Tighten the boat, nice. I have music going. You know, it's like one thing at a time. I'm yeah, doing totally. this. <laughs> that's what you got to do. That's yeah. what you got to do. I'm imagining like Rocky training montage. I'm just like, <laughs> I haven't tighten pants the boat. Yet. Yes. Exactly, exactly. That's the other thing is I'm wondering like, is this going to come back? Am I going to have to leave the stage or am I going to vomit on stage? What's going to happen? I didn't. I didn't put this. I didn't realize this until I was there. But they uh, were playing in the Mormon Tabernacle Church because it's a, a piece with the piece of music is for a very large orchestra, but also a huge chorus. It's called the Symphony of a Thousands, as if there's going to be a thousand people on stage. But okay. it's just this massive piece of music. So the, the Mormon Tabernacle. Yeah, choir. the choir exactly. So there's so many there, bodies. There's there's, there's there's so many people there, but also I didn't realize this. There's there's like a. A, like a wraparound seating on top so people are like sitting way above me looking down as opposed to like just this audience where I should sure. maybe hide behind they can see the sweat on your neck and you know we, we start playing and I cannot even sit up straight like I'm, I'm just like I'm so physically exhausted I can't sit up straight I can barely like just move my oh. fingers and hands in the right time and so right. forth and just one of those feelings where like you play the first page, and you're like, how the fuck am I going to make it through another 85 minutes worth of music? And a lot of it is just, like, really intense. It's just, how am I going to do this? Jesus, I can't even we, imagine being that sick playing Mollery, or any Mahler at all. My goal was just to not get in the way. I was like, I'm just going to not be the one that so makes this big mistake. Or I'm not going to mess up my stand partner. The other thing that was happening is that they were making a live recording of the... Was there a mic right above you? Oh my god. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, like I said, I was trying to stay out of the way. But, um, yeah, they're making, like, they're recording all of the nine Mahler symphonies, and this they're doing oh, wow. a live take of, of number wow. eight. And, uh, <laughs> and so that's fine. Like, like I said, I'm just trying to stay out of the way. But what that meant is that after we play the 90-minute program, we have to wait for the whole venue to clear, and then the audio technicians come in and they like put these blankets down over the pews, or you know the seats, and make it a little bit more conducive to recording. So we have to wait for about 45 minutes, and then we go over all the places that we fucked up in the concert or weren't didn't go so well oh. and re-record them. And so oh, it's like, wow. yeah, exactly. And so it, it was just for Aww. me, it was just this remarkable task of of patience and like every millisecond of this sucks. How could they even no. possibly do that? It was just sort of like this entrance was off sure. or like the intonation was here and they were going to blend he it in try. or something like that. I don't really know the, the technical side. You can do a lot with Pro Soldier, right? Yeah, they can. They're going to make you sound better than you ever thought you could be. I survived. I guess that's the end of this. I d there's no like conclusion besides you I made it through. You didn't vomit on I didn't, your I didn't vomit. That's nice you didn't shit your pants. I didn't shit my pants. And it was just, I was like, from moving on after that, that was just a, such an act of patience of like every just little bit of this sucks so much but if I can just stay patient and I know that I'll survive right. long term you know yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. that I'll go home and sleep in a bed tonight and uh, that's for me a basis for every show that I've played ever since just like at least it's no not. matter what goes wrong at least I feel good you know like it, like you're saying yeah. like with playing your friends like at least you feel good in the pro I don't know yeah, yeah. It's, it's, that's huge it sucks so hard because I worked so hard that week, and I was really yeah. like, I really wanted to play the shit out of it because it's a fun piece. And Did you uh, talk I just, to the personal manager could... and say, "Hey, I'm really, really sick." No, I week. didn't mention it because I guess guest you sub or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. want to. Depression. Yeah. You're just yeah. trying to lay low. You're trying. Ah, to, trying the people to around me, I told. I was like, I was. I'm 
so sick I'm not contagious or anything, but like I just am not going to play well. You, know, you can't rely on me, you know, for anything. Don't pay attention to me. If I fall on the ground, please me. <laughs> I'm just imagining what these what these people are thinking though, because there's the other thing about Utah is that the audience is pretty conservative. Like a lot of Mormon people go, especially if the Mormon tabernacle is performing. I'm just wondering what they're thinking. Like, who's this guy? He's not part of the orchestra. Who is this guy? Can't even sit up straight. He's on drugs. He must be on drugs. He's on the This episode of Worst Show Ever was made possible by the pledges of Dewana Fryman, Meg Roberts, and Christina Amador Perez. If you'd like to support this endeavor, please go to patreon.com slash worst show ever.